Welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host, Michael Booth, and I'm here on the weekend, last weekend before the holidays. Uh, it's exciting, you know, the end of 2020. I thought we'd be, you know, kind of back to normal by now, but hey, it's, uh, is what it is. We are chugging along. I've been seeing stuff that says like May or June. We should be kind of herd immunity operating again stuff open so i'm hoping every time there's a new update i just i i get my hopes up i don't know it's like uh it's like when you you know your friend keeps telling you we're gonna keeps changing plans keeps rain checking you and eventually you're like do i want you want to hang out with this person they don't really seem to want to make the it seems like that's what COVID's doing COVID doesn't want to make the effort to go away but please go away <laughs> Anyway, uh, I have a guest with me today. He's a friend that I met through my buddy Anthony. Uh, he does a podcast there that he called First and Fifteenth. He's also a content creator. He's a podcast of his own as well called One Horse Town Podcast. And all that stuff is available on his YouTube channel. It is Jaime Virgen. How you doing, man? Good, man. It's good to be on. Actually, this is my second podcast with you. The first one being um, Cowboy Rowdy. So it's actually nice oh, to be yeah. part of like someone else's podcast, honestly, because like the first and fifteenth. Yeah, you've kind of done all the. Uh-huh. You know, you're you're co-hosting first and fifteenth. You've came on mm-hmm. Cowboy Rowdy. Now you're mm-hmm. now you're over here. You've yep. kind of made your you've you've made the rounds, I guess, through the yeah. group of people that. Definitely, uh, but yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I met you through Anthony, and you helped with. Uh, Early on, I think you came to the, one of the shows. Mm-hmm. We talked about doing some stuff together, and then we kind of worked on a couple of projects. You guys had me on your podcast a few times now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you kind of, like, when you were in school, were you, was this like your thing where you're like, I'm going to, I want to work with, like, cameras and, like, making videos and, and like, filming mm-hmm. stuff and vlogging? Were you kind of always wow. like, oh, yeah, man, this is what it, I want to do? It's been an evolution and like a journey and um, like everything started really in high school for me and it was like sophomore year. We had to work on this like project, this short film for English class and um, we had to like make a little movie based on Lord of the Flies and I before that I had never messed around like around with a camera. I didn't own a camera. I didn't care to like go and make films but for this project i borrowed someone let me borrow their camera like i filmed it someone cut it together i was basically like the director and the screenwriter because nice. at the time i'd already i'd been in theater i'd written one short play and um from there you know we we made our little movie and we had an award ceremony and our movie won best screenplay because of my work and it's, you know it's just basically an, an adaption from Lord of the Flies like I said but like from there like after that point I was like I want to keep doing this I want to keep making movies like whatever that may be 
And I think like the following year I did buy, I don't know if it was the following year, but between junior and senior year, I think I had bought my first camera, which I'd like saved some money for. My grandma helped me out, mm-hmm. made my own movie during the summer, like with, with Anthony actually, and some other friends. And um, it was like the first project I'd like a big thing I'd worked on, like a movie movie. It was like an hour and 17 minutes. Um, it's not on my current YouTube channel. It's like on my old one. It's still, you have to like dig deep for it. <laughs> um, but from there, it was like short films. During high school, it was like short films, short films. And then, um, you know, I graduate 2013. And then sometime in 2015, um, I move out on my own. This is a little interesting because I wish I had like taken, I had a roommate at the time, 2015, when I was living alone. And when yeah. I first when I first moved in, he mentions Casey Neistat, and he's like, "Do you know who Casey Neistat is? He's a filmmaker." And I had no idea, and I kind of shoved it aside because I think I did look him up, and and I saw that oh he's a filmmaker on YouTube, like mm-hmm. that's not like that's not a real filmmaker is what I thought, you know like real filmmakers are like Scorsese, Spielberg, you know guys are making yeah, yeah, yeah. features and studios and whatnot. Uh huh. And then a couple years pass, actually my cousin introduced me to David Dobrik, like just watching a video and I thought it was really funny. And, and then after that, David, Do- I, I looked more into David Dobrik and like watching vlogs. And this was like 2017, 2018, possibly no 2018. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just learned a lot about vlogs and I like stemmed off and I discovered Casey Neistat and I was like, oh my God, why didn't like this guy was making vlogs during 2015, you know, like the same time that I had moved out and I could have possibly like picked up on that at the same time that Casey Neistat had started his, but I didn't see the potential in vlogs or like, I, I didn't, you know, I, I feel like I well, jumped yeah, on it's hard to unless you are I feel like you have to be already in that arena and then be actively searching what is like a new thing in order mm-hmm. to catch a wave of something. Yeah. It's uh like I've I've like there's been a couple times where uh like an artist drops something and it's like I listen to it like you know, there's always those moments where you catch something right when it comes out. And you hear it, and you're like, holy crap, this is amazing. And then you just watch its trajectory. Like, you watch it blow up, and you start seeing it everywhere and hearing it everywhere. And you're like, oh, that's cool. I Like, right when it hit the public eye, you know, I was like one of the – like, that's kind of the same the same view, but you're, like, creating instead of, like, consuming, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like you got to be right there, you know? Yeah. I think I think – when you say that I think of like for a long time I was like the viewer I was like someone consuming content and then um I don't know oh okay my friend Zach he had introduced me to Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk I'm, I'm sure you oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. right motivational know Gary, yeah right yeah um and the re- the way he introduced me was because he was talking about baseball cards and I was collecting cards at the time mm-hmm. and um that was like just one piece of content that I'd watched from Gary. And then I dug into that and he was saying all this stuff like motivational stuff and putting out content and this and that. And then 
um, you know, like when 2020 rolled around, it was like, you know what, like this year, I'm going to dig into making my own content. And I figure like, I'll, I'll do some like, uh, you know, he says, push your passion or like document your passions, like hot wheels, uh, baseball cards. And then, you know, like the right, like I was focusing on like a writing vlog, like, okay, I'm a writer. So let me like show people like what goes into my process into writing stuff. And then that evolved into my current real vlogs. And, um, but you know, it's like been a journey through the whole year, learning a lot about like creating content. But, but what happens is like you, you like burn yourself out sometimes, like going hard, creating a lots and lots of content. And yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's a there's a lot to creating like a good a good video and a lot of people that I think a lot of people think is just easy mm-hmm. and you have to have attention to detail I think that constant attention to detail it's just I think about um, like before quarantine then the three or four nights a week that I would just be like you know driving an hour up north or driving like 45 minutes up north right after work eating my lunch eat my dinner in the car like going and doing sets coming home after a while like when quarantine first started i was kind of like like you felt like you didn't have you had like an excuse to like not work on it or anything mm-hmm. and i feel like i was getting to that point of like burning myself out probably but uh what's nice about creating your own stuff is that it I think that the the view of burning yourself out is just not meeting your own deadlines that you set for yourself which is it's a struggle to like how much pressure do I apply to this Mm kind of thing and I I uh, I like I kind of struggle with that with like with the the, with this with this Mm -hmm. podcast you know like how often do I need to be posting? Like, I can't, like, I don't get stressed out, like, if I don't post on the same exact day every mm-hmm. week. I try not to let, like, those kind of things, you know, like, or, like, how many, like, how many streams. It's just, like, you know what, if you just focus on the Just creating of, it, in the, of doing yeah, it. Which yeah. is stuff that Gary Vee says. And it's all so true, man. Like, he's a great, he's a great uh, uh, voice to listen to sometimes <coughs> when you're kind of feeling those things because it's just a good uh, he has some good reminders oh yeah for sure and he's uh you know he's pretty uh he's pretty like to the point so it's great to to listen to people like that uh um how have you like how is it like uh i guess has creating stuff changed for you since this whole lockdown or have you just tried to have you, is it transitioned or changed like what is what has been the effect on you i guess as like somebody that's just like trying to do youtube stuff and and like make um make vlogs and what's interesting uh, what what okay like w- this year has been very weird obviously you know and i okay so i'm creating content during this year which is feels like there's not it's not exciting you know like we can't go out and like like i can't shoot a vlog on a roller coaster or like us going to the beach or you know 
going to a yeah, ball like game, you, that kind of stuff. Like, you know yeah, what I'm there's saying? no. It's not exciting. There's no, like, uh, there's no like mass people. Right. Event, like, right. Really, any at all. Sure. So it's kind of yeah. I see it's what you're like, saying. It's not exciting, but mm-hmm. I just kind of like embraced the time that I have with with that that I had this year. You know, with not being able to work for like a couple months just because everything shut down and having to like try to fill my time with doing like these card rig videos with like baseball cards or Pokemon cards, um, recording the one horse town podcast, just cause I wanted to like talk about stuff and kind of mm-hmm. I, what I wanted to do this year was like build a brand, you know, like let people know, like, who what kind of person I am who I am what I'm interested in and then you know other people might just be like oh I didn't know he liked Pokemon cards I like Pokemon cards too but we have something in common we can talk about something this and that and but what I found interesting about the content creation is that there's you know the people I look up to like David Dobrik for example and Casey Neistat mm-hmm. I was very surprised to see those two people create less content this year than they've ever have before. And, but I'm like jumping on the train, which is very weird and interesting. Cause interesting. I would expect them, I would expect them to like, since they have the time, but of, like I said, there's nothing exciting to shoot, you know, yeah, like since the travel and stuff. Yeah, and... exactly. So the, you know, David Dobrik, his like brand of like the four twenty, you know, four minute, 20 minute vlogs, going out to parties drinking they're at like a boat or like this place doing things with a snake all these exciting things he can't do because of this pandemic but he's kind of like evolved into doing tiktok stuff like that's it's the it's transferred yeah. over and he's like you know like well, the vine the days are. yeah exactly mm-hmm. and he's like creating other types of content for that medium you know, there's like a lot of people in the comments hating on him, though. They're like, where's the vlog, David? Where's the vlog? And I'm like, this is the vlog now like this. It's just transferred. Oh, it's a shorter. They're just 30 second vlogs now. And I thought that was interesting. And then Casey Neistat at the same time, too. He came out with like a new vlog, I suppose. Quotes over a new vlog. Um, like a different type of vibe. Like if you watch a lot of Casey Neistat videos like I have. He goes about it a certain way, but this year he kind of like did something different, but you don't see him post a lot. Like it's very rare now, but I mean, I think content creation this year was very interesting, interesting. very different. I learned a lot. Yeah. It seems, it just seems like a trap. Well, and also too, uh, something that I think about, like when I'm trying to think of like funny ideas or or it's it's hard Mm -hmm. to do that when there's like the external like the world just doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like it's ready like it makes you kind of feel like sad and kind Mm -hmm. of worry you know it doesn't make you like want to be like joking and Mm -hmm. i've had you know and i kind of felt that that's something that people have experienced there's kind of you know a couple different ways quarantine has hit people and i think that's one of the ways that people that were doing like comedy and open mics before the the 
quarantine came and they just kind of it's like hard to I guess it's just coming up with new stuff I mean people were still you know trying to perform and create stuff but it's just trying to be funny so at least it's felt a little weird mm-hmm. so I, I, I get that like and it, I think that, that might be a similar thing that's happening is it's yeah, like like it's not appropriate the, I suppose yeah maybe they feel or because everybody's there's also the whole thing of like once you're in that arena of having that many people watching you there's like this uh there's like different ways people handle like the the quote unquote like mob mentality of people that are watching you yeah mm. that's an interesting thing too mm. i uh i i think that it's probably tough to navigate or handle like i couldn't imagine having that many people know who you are mm-hmm. and yeah. everything you do is kind of out there and if you do something that's not you know doesn't agree yeah, with the right. group you know what yeah. that's interesting that you say that i have been thinking about that like with myself because i mean i'm not like big like I, I realize like creating these videos putting them on my channel and people are watching not a lot of people you know like there's a good amount uh-huh. but i think about sometimes like i was walking my dog the other day and i'm just thinking do i do i want to be like quote unquote famous or like well known like do i want to live that type of life where i'm just like going somewhere and then someone's like recognizing uh-huh. me i know if like at slow slow it could be like one or two people but maybe eventually like it's like tens and hundreds of people recognizing me and I can't go somewhere or I can't, you know, socialize some, you know, like people are, you know, like I've observed, I've observed from these people that I watch on YouTube, they're being recognized. Like they want photos. They don't really care who you are. You know, they see like a brand of what you are, what you've put out. You've, they, people only see what they can see of you on uh-huh. the screen, you know, like, they don't really know who you truly are. So it could be where people are coming up to you. They're taking photos of you and you're like, just going to like, I got to get to the hospital. Like I, I thank you so much. I love you. Like, thank you for watching. Like, I appreciate you, but you got yeah, my leg. My leg is falling off. I have to get to the hospital. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah. like, can't you see all this blood? Why you, you don't even care? Like you're, you just yeah. want the selfie. Like, no, I just I'm want bleeding. a picture. I just please. want a picture. Please, yeah. please, please. They get it. Then they get back in their car and you're like, can you drive me to the hospital? And they're like, they just speed away. They're like, I got a picture with uh, Jaime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, like, fucking, you're, you're like limping with one leg, dude. You know, like, get to the up. hospital. Wait, aren't yeah. you aren't you Jaime, the real Mr. Do, I, thank you so much. I, Do you go, see drive. my leg? It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if like that could be something I want. Like, I'm not, do, I'm not doing what I'm doing because that's what I want. Like, I just feel like I need to express myself. This is how I can do it right now. Like, I just want to show my passions. I don't know. Like I, I have a good yeah. time doing this kind of stuff, and I think right now maybe it's like because there's no a lot there's not a lot of human contact where it's like let me just show you this really cool thing that I got, you know, and then someone can yeah. go on my channel and look at it and like oh cool, awesome. Well, and there's <laughs> there's lanes for what you're you're doing that yeah. you see you know uh, you see like a lot of like I've noticed. There's a way to do the content mm. that you're creating that makes it stand out or makes it um, be like a more enjoyable video. Mm. And those are just, it's, 
it's things you have to watch and learn. It's like the same as like learning how to like, I don't know, learning how to, uh, well, it's like, like you know, play trial music and error. or something, you know? Yeah. You're like, yeah, for sure. It you listen practice. to a song and then you recreate, like you're just trying mm-hmm. to recreate yeah. the, oh, yeah, for sure. the thing that works, but not, it's not the same thing. It's just like, you're taking the elements no. and you're like, yeah, you know, it's, funny that you uh and you say that and i think of like my content as compared to the content i've i've seen of the same kind you know like i didn't start i didn't go into start breaking cards like without knowing how other people did it like i didn't just go in and start doing it i like watched Mm -hmm. you know other guys open baseball cards and this is how they went out about it and i was like okay so this is what i'm looking out for this is what you should mention and the same with Pokemon, and then like, like it yeah, was... I, <laughs> dude, it's so funny that you say that. This just reminded me. I mm. kind of roasted some friends of mine for mm. not having like a ring light because mm. they were making videos, and I was like, uh-huh. "You guys don't have a ring light or your camera," and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Dude, it's." <laughs> I mean, here if, if you're making the video, you might as well do like it's like if you're gonna like cook the recipe, get all the ingredients, you know right like have the if you really want to do it like if you really want to cook the recipe if you really want to make the thing mm-hmm. like get the and it's i mean ring lights are not everybody has one now everybody knows how to edit that's so crazy too like technologies TikTok, oh yeah all these things everybody knows how to edit sure like everybody knows how to create stuff mm-hmm. like like you and i both have podcasts of our own you know that we put out and mm-hmm creator on our own kind mm-hmm. of schedule and all yeah. the theme and everything is based around your idea you don't have like too many uh, restrictions i suppose too huh? many restrictions yeah so i mean you can really create anything these days like i was going to ask you like what do you what do you like primarily use like when you're like editing videos like what kind of software are you is like something that you generally uh, go for i only use one that i've used i think since I started doing like videos in high school and whatever, and that is Movio Movie Studio Platinum, and it's basically like a Sony editing software. Only because I use Sony cameras, you know, and okay. like I use my my GoPro and the my DJI Mavic Mini, all that I put it into the Sony platform Platinum, and I edit it there. Is that like a subscription based? Uh, um, no, it's like stuff? you know you yeah, it's like an editing software. So I I bought it. It was like sixty bucks. Um, I, I want to upgrade pretty soon in the next year. It's like sixty bucks too. I mean, they have a it's new up, like updated version or something. Yeah, so I'm gonna get that pretty soon. But that's what I use. I don't. I've never gone on to like what's the big ones that they use now that are like basic that are free. I don't even know. I'm not sure. I I yeah, mean, I use like, I use iMovie on my phone. Okay, iMovie on your and phone. And then I know that there's like, uh, I think, I've Cameron uses yeah. DaVinci. Okay, I've heard that too. There's, yeah. There's also like Premiere is one. I think I've heard that name or word before when it comes to video stuff. I I, I'm sure. Wrong. Yeah, and I'm sure those are easy to use. I just haven't messed with them because I personally like if I'm familiar with what I'm using, I'm gonna use it. You know, like it works for me, and yeah. I, no, I was just curious if you had like a particular no. thing or how much. Yeah, you, it's you just know, Sony. You kinda, so you I'm like a big Sony, Sony guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, even I like, like the Sony cameras. I was thinking about getting one. Honestly, the M. Um, You're looking for like photo or video or both. Video. It's a video. It's kind of a smaller camera. Uh huh. 
Well, it's I like recently a, got a new camera. 4, it's an A6400, and that one has like a okay. video. Um, I'm sorry, like a screen that you can flip up towards yourself, something okay. like that. But I don't, I don't know. Like I looked at a lot of different cameras, but I know like when I bought that one, I was really debating. I'm gonna get a new camera, but should I get a Canon, like 80D, like the same camera that Casey Neistat uses, basically? But I was, I thought, ah, let me stick with what I'm familiar with. I'm gonna get a Sony. Uh-huh. It's just, I mean. I've heard mixed things like Sony's I've always like people I know have always used Sony they say it's good and then there's people that have like Nikon I think Mm -hmm. is how you say it right and then Canon Mm -hmm. and then uh, like Fuji mm -hmm. sometimes like Fujifilm yeah I guess it's what you're looking I guess it depends what you're looking for and I mean like you know little like things like flip up screens or camera or I'm sorry like microphone jacks this and that but like the the selling quality for this camera, I think for for me the reason I bought it was like I think you can stream stream live from it, or something like that. And then you can also um, post like if I, if I took a picture, I could connect it to my phone and I can take the pic I can use that picture and put post it on my social media for example, like uh, from my camera from the Sony camera. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then you know of course it takes video and. That's like uh-huh. the thing I'm looking for is like a, uh, something I can carry very easily in my hand, something very mobile. Because the other camera I have is like, it looks like a video camera, kind of a little, little bigger, bulky, big cam- big uh, microphone. But, I mean, that's what I use. I use a Sony A6400 right now, GoPro 9, DJI Mavic Mini, and uh, my other Sony camera, which is now like... What what is it called when they're like not in stock? Like they don't make oh, these anymore. Oh, I meant to ask you, uh, what gen what gen GoPro do you have? Well, I have two. I, somebody left this. I have like this chest harness for oh, yeah? GoPro at my house, or here actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody uh, somebody left, I think at my old place before I when it's, I got it's, it when I was moving. It's possible it might work for mine. I, mine's the latest it. one. Mine's the okay. GoPro Nine. I'll have to bring it. I'm sure it's universal. So see if it clips in. If so, it's you possible. can have it. You could do some body Dude, cam stuff. That would be awesome. I, w- I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm trying to like um, do some Breaking Bad stuff with the GoPro. You ever see Breaking Bad? I mean, I don't know if you've yes. ever seen like like the camera stuff they do. Like it's attached to like the suitcase and it sees them swaying or something like that. Like some weird cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I want, that's the reason I got the GoPro. But uh, I haven't, like, used it for that yet. I usually use it for, like, time lapses. This one's really good at time lapses. But so. But, and then I also have the GoPro 3. That was, like. Okay. Like, honestly, I've had, like, the GoPro 3 and my other Sony camera for, like, years. Like, seven, eight years. And then this year, I was like, you know what? I need to upgrade. I need to get a new GoPro. I got a new GoPro. I need to get a new camera. I got a new camera. And then, of course, the drone as well, was, which was something I was, like, wanting to get for, like, a, a long time as well. I remember going to Best Buy, like, some years ago and looking at the, at the drones, and I'm like, Jesus, these are expensive, and they're huge. And I'm not looking for anything like that. And I, I saw a Casey Neistat video where he does a review, and he reviews that drone that I have currently compared to another drone, which is, like, $1,000. And they're basically the same thing. And this one, I don't have to get a permit for it to fly. 
which is very very cool oh nice you have to get a permit to fly drone <laughs> i think it's like i think if it's over a uh i can't remember 360 grams i think you have to get a permit for it but this one oh, is like, like the weight ooh, of the drone uh-huh exactly it's the weight of the drone and i think this one is just one gram less so it doesn't have to <laughs> like literally just barely Wow. Literally, like that's how they built it. It says it alongside the the, the drone as well. Crazy. I uh, wanted to ask you, kind of get your pick on, because I know that you know, quarantine is uh, it's kind of halted at people going to movie theaters and, oh. and seeing like new movies. Mm-hmm. It's also crushed kind of the schedule of things being released, but mm-hmm. a lot of stuff now is on demand mm. and you can buy it and kind of watch it at home. Uh, I guess the, I've also seen some stuff. I don't really know if this is true, but they were talking about releasing a bunch of stuff at once um, for the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are you kind of like, what, yeah, do, what, you, think about what do you think about the whole, <laughs> you, like you the know? new, the new transition with like movies now and like the, kind of like the the just like streaming cinema market yeah streaming <sighs> that's tough that's a really interesting conversation because okay there's a lot of points there's a lot of thoughts i'm thinking about people like christopher nolan quentin tarantino paul thomas anderson those guys like they shoot their movies on film and they make their movies so that you can go in the movie theater and watch watch it on the big screen like that's what they're meant for and okay like streaming services first of all they're expensive like for example like okay mulan mulan came out it was supposed to come out in theaters and of course Mm -hmm. you know we couldn't go see it because everything shut down and they're they were like we have to make our money that's the big thing i hate i'm gonna cut in real quick studios are they they only want to make their money back you know they spent they spend x amount of money and they expect double that back basically they want to make their money back plus more okay so when mulan came out they were like no one's going to go see this movie we have to do something quick because we don't know how long this is going to take we'll put it on our streaming service we'll put on disney plus but the thing is that you have to have disney plus you have to pay that subscription plus another $30 to stream and own Mulan on Disney Plus. Wow. And I mean there's like too many steps to get to there. You know what I'm saying? Like I am not going to go out of my way to go see Mulan and spend basically $50 to see an okay movie. Right? Yeah. And then the other thing too, okay, Tenant the Christopher Nolan movie that was meant to be seen in theaters and they were going back and forth debating whether they want to put it like on on a streaming service and they pushed it back multiple times. Like it was supposed to be coming out, I think in May and they're like, okay, we're going to try July. All right. All right. Let's try September or something like that. You know, okay. Now Mm -hmm. we're finally going to show it on Christmas day, 2020. It's already out on DVD. I, I have it on my shelf right now. As we speak, I haven't seen it. But, like, that's what it's come to. I mean, yeah, they, they, they took a big loss, you know, going. It's basically like a straight-to-DVD release. And, like, maybe a few people saw it. Like, you had to travel 30 miles to go see it in some specific movie theater. 
Yeah. So the whole the whole idea, you know, behind having a release date for a movie is the hype that you build behind it. Mm-hmm. And there's still hype that you could build behind it oh, probably yeah, for the for online sure. going to stream and it being mm-hmm. available, but but I think people that didn't even really enjoy like Mulan. weren't even super into movies would just go to the movies because it was like a thing to do. It was a thing it was to like do, a yeah. Date well, night me, thing uh-huh. or it was something. So it was a little more than that. Right. I want to bring. I want to talk about that too. Is like the the movie the movie industry was built around too about the opening weekend. Like that's what that's the big thing. Is like our movies coming out this weekend, like Thursday, right? Actually, it's funny. Like movie releases have changed a lot since we've been kids like they would come out usually like on a friday night right do you remember that movies would come out like on a friday night and then things evolved over time especially because of like the movie shooting with the dark knight when the dark knight rises came out that changed a lot of things uh movie release were starting to come out on thursday nights now wednesday and so you can see the movie earlier so anyway the movie studios they release the movie like on Wednesday. People are going early. They go on the weekend. They're making bank. You know mm-hmm. that's what the whole point is. And then the movie runs for a few weeks. You make their money. People go see it. It's an event. Like you take your mom, your grandma. You take your kids. Like you get popcorn, candy. Like it's an experience. And I, I mean, just to go on more like a rant. I really miss going to the movies because it is an experience when you can like when a, a group of people are experiencing something all together at once and you feel the magic, like all penetrate you at once. Like, I mean, what's, for example, like, you know, going to see like Avengers Endgame in the theater. I, I was thinking about that. And like, what if it was released this year and like people would go mad if they couldn't go see it. But thankfully it came out last year. We were able to see it, but Going oh, to something like that, something like that, just kind of like a spectacle. It's a, it's a spectacle, uh, you know, because it's like been built for years, and like we were all, you know, in two thousand eight, sometime like we saw Iron Man in theater, and we're like, whoa, this is cool, and then to see like these characters evolve, and then like ten years later, you're in the movie theater, and you're like, wow, I can't believe like I've I've gone and seen every Marvel movie and this and that, and. It's an experience. It's something you talk about later on in your life. And, you know, like, oh, I remember, like... Oh, yeah, dude. I remember watching uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Oh. And in the wow. theater, dude. That was when... Dude, when, Experience. When he fucking just... When Mace Windu is just falling. Oh. And the Emperor is standing there, and you're like, oh, shit. Like and then and you could feel everybody else's energy yep. in the theater too, being you, like, you, "Holy you, shit!" You know, like, <laughs> like no, actually, the, <laughs> a big moment, like one that sticks with me a lot for like a long time now, was Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, when like at the end of the movie, when Yoda comes out and he whips oh, out yeah, his yeah, lightsaber, yeah. like everyone mm-hmm. was like, "Oh my god!" Like people are clapping. Those They're movies, like, oh. yeah, those three, those three movies, they all kind of had that one. A uh, magic at the end moment huh? Darth Maul. in the movie. Yeah. yeah, Darth Maul where he busts out the double course, ended. You're the like, double, and you're like, whole, and then Qui Gon dies. Uh, that one's that one's actually a lot of people don't like that movie, but I they put it out in 3D for a little bit. Like I remember that. I, I went to go see it. I saw it, it too, and I thought it they were was do all so of them. cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought they were gonna do all of them too. I don't they know did if they, they only had a big, did the one. Yeah, but it was really cool to go check out and. Uh, 
Yeah, that ending scene when Obi-Wan and Darth Maul are fighting, like, just aggressively to the death. Yeah. And you're, yeah, you've you've already seen everything building to that. Yeah, it's so good, dude. There, there's something. But, I yeah. That, to, sorry, I want to dig into, sorry. like, that movie thing real quick and the magic. is just, like, okay, we all know the feeling, like, when you go into a movie, like, the outside world is, like, pushed out. Like, you forget. it. It is an escape. You know what I'm saying? Like. You're, mm-hmm. When you're in the theater and you're, you're you get like a, a feeling like when you're watching it, you remember like, oh, my God, this is a movie. And like I'm super involved and I'm sucked in. But I know it's a movie like I know it's going to end and we're going to like step out of the movie theater and go shopping yeah. or whatever. Like life is going to continue. But there's like there is actual magic going on when you go inside of a movie theater and you like witness a movie playing out in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. there's something very, very important about movies. And I think we don't appreciate them as we should. And, you know, I I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm just very passionate about films and I want like more movies to be made and I want better movies to be made. And I'm hoping like that we don't lose that, you know, to like streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, for example. I don't think, I don't think that'll happen. I think that if there was ever a time for content to be created, it's now when we're all when we can't go anywhere. You know, it's mm. and I know that's even harder to do when you know you have to take those extra precautions. But I have noticed that there's, you know, a lot of new stuff has come out of quarantine. A lot of new shows. Oh yeah, have come out of quarantine that and the, like quarantine have based. Be- have you seen that? Like you ever see, you have you seen any movies or shows where they're like actually wearing masks and stuff like that? No, I haven't seen that yet. Se- just a few. I haven't seen. I don't. I think they made like I don't know who made it, but there was one quarantine movie made like sometime in July or August. I think it was like a romance. It was like looking for a love during the pandemic or something like that, and. It had to do with like. Wow, well, they parts. were they were they must have been moving fast. Oh my That's god! Kind of how yeah. we're talking earlier, you know, being some of the first people on the trend of stuff. Oh yeah. Oh. The most right when yeah. quarantine come out, they're like, we're making a movie, dude. Like they're not even worried. They're like, <laughs> they're like COVID. Oh, dude, we got to make a movie about it. Like it was dude, just right. No, away. they jumped on the train, and it's so smart because I was thinking like, what's gonna be the first quarantine movie, and like you know maybe like within a year or two we'll see on the big screen like in a movie theater hopefully like people are wearing masks and there's like a quarantine movie and it's it's very i mean i don't know what i mean this pandemic has done for the movie industry i mean i know movies are being made right now you know for example the mission impossible movie i know they're filming that because of tom cruise oh wasn't there that big blow up yeah oh yeah yeah he, he, he went he just went in on people yeah, he went off because of because some crew members were not following COVID nineteen guidelines, and he was saying how like you know we're creating jobs for you guys, you know like this is we're trying not to let this industry die off and this and that, and we need to follow the rules. I mean, he went off, you know, he was really giving it to them, but he was it was like we need to protect this industry because this is what we need right now and this and that. But I just I'm very curious about how movies are being made and like what movies are going to be about in the future you know because you yeah 
Well, I was listening to uh, Andrew Santino the other day talk about they're filming the season two of Dave. Oh, interesting. And um, he's having to, he was just talking about how it's affecting like the, I guess everybody's kind of like feel or like their mood or and stuff and the mm-hmm. show because you have to take all that extra precaution. Everybody has to, you have to take all these extra steps, but still try and, you know, uh, like play the character yeah so i imagine that's got to be an d- interesting thing to to handle you know normally you're used to just having to focus on your character and not worry about also being safe right. and keep and worrying about your health the whole time that you're also doing this too it's interesting and i was thinking about actually story like how do you go about story in like a post covid world you know because like you ever i'm sure you're like you've been watching movies during quarantine and like you see a scene where like this person's in a crowd of people or whatever and you're like oh my god i can't believe they're doing that and you think like i wonder like could they get away with doing something like that now like i i couldn't write a movie right now where there's like a scene of like a big new year's party with 500 people like i couldn't do that like they wouldn't be like oh shit we can't do that no, we can't get that many. Yeah, people. Uh, Into the Wild would have been a great film to to, to do right now this mm-hmm. year. Interesting. Twenty twenty. That's been interesting that you isolating. say that. Actually, that's interesting that you say that because I could think like maybe people are writing stories now where they only involve like we might see if uh, like a movies now where just a few characters in the movie. Like like every movie we'll see in the theater now is either animated or there's like just one or two, two or three maybe characters. three people in the movie. Interesting. Like different types of stories, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that'll be no, fascinating. Cool. But we'll, you know There's going to be like, like uh, 197 hours and it's going to sure. be somebody's ankle instead of their yeah. it's gonna be ankle instead of his arm. You be, know, like you're just going to see some similar. different types, uh-huh, some different types of movies. <laughs> we'll see, man. It'll be it's interesting. like behind enemy lines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another behind yeah. enemy lines yeah which man, i could like, i would love dude that movie's so good man holy shit owen wilson just mm-hmm. crushes it in that movie dude. i could watch that like i could watch that tonight oh, probably y- you, you ever seen uh you ever see buried with ryan reynolds no but i've uh that, i know what it is yeah that's basically like a, just a one person movie but mm-hmm. he's just like on the phone or what's that lock with tom hardy I haven't seen it, but he's like in a car and he's driving basically the entire movie and he's like on the phone okay. with multiple people, but it's like it's supposed to be really engaging and interesting, but we might see more of that stuff happen is what I'm saying. Yeah. You no, know? I get what you're, yeah. Uh, that, that could be cool. Uh, just yeah, kind of uh, so. a, a longer storyline, more character development. Mm. You know, like, I like those. It seems like those movies do well where there's always like an actor that you kind of watch them evolve mm. in the film and then something happens. Right. Like, I feel like a, a template for that is like Taxi Driver. Oh, it's like a yeah, classic yeah. template mm. for something like that where the character has these, uh, he has these like things that are happening and they kind of keep, you know, he has the, the monologue that's going over most of the scenes while he's like doing his stuff. So there's mm-hmm. like, it's really cool. You get really inside that guy's head. Yeah, for sure interesting so yeah i think i think that would be cool to see some more stuff like that uh and yeah I mean, it's interesting to you know i think that you know movies and shows at least 
with the people in your house, you can watch that stuff together with them. And I've also noticed a lot of uh, a lot of bands are doing like live mm, performances live like in a studio or like acoustic stuff, mm-hmm. which is like Metallica did something like that where they had like scr- they had like this wall of screens where it was like everybody's faces watching. Wow. So it kind of looked like you know it was like a, the best they could do to make it look like people are there. It was really uh-huh. it was really interesting actually. I, I tuned in and and watched that because I thought it was I just I love Metallica and there was like yeah. it was just a, an acoustic performance so I thought it was cool. It was free, a free virtual no. experience. Uh, oh, okay. It was a ticket, but the the, okay. the ticket was like a donation to charity. So oh, all right, it was uh yeah it was you know I was it's like oh, I'll do I'll do this you know you, check you, this out. Have you ever played uh the video game Death Stranding? No. Or have, you heard, have you heard of it with Norman no. Reedus? Mm. Well, uh-uh. it, it came out like last year, but what's the, I'll tell you a little bit of, of the pre- premise is like, it's like a post-apocalyptic, I suppose. Um, it's like a new America, but everyone is like living underground, like they don't leave their houses, and they like Whoa. rely and they rely on like these delivery people, which are called porters, and they they basically go out. And car- they carry like a bunch of packages, and they go and deliver your thing. And like you would pop up as like a hologram, and say like "thank you so much," and then the package drops into your home and whatnot. But the reason I bring it up is like, yeah, the reason I bring it up is because we kind of are living in that world. I don't know how I, how this came up in my head, but uh, I just thought how like an old game or like old media is kind of like talking about the current situation we're living in which is very weird you know like predictions almost Uh uh-huh um but i was thinking like i wonder if it's possible that a world like that like it could evolve like our world could evolve into something like that or even maybe like i I don't know what they're doing on mars but i could see totally too how we could eventually get to mars and live underground or in these domes and like it's someone's job to like like physically walk packages to you like we're just living in this small community no cars no like big delivery trucks i don't know why i brought this up but i just think like um you know the you world just made me think about like the first the first people that live on mars i feel like we're totally gonna make a reality show out of it it's just oh gonna be, yeah it's just gonna be uh like in the dome and oh. there's gonna be cameras everywhere, and we'll just yeah. be watching it on Earth. For like, e- like you know what, a live feed. Yeah, twenty-four hour live feed. feed. Tomorrow you can e- pay to watch the people live on Mars for dude all day long. That would be wild, honestly. <laughs> and I can totally see how like I don't know. Oh, I can totally see something like that happen, but whoever's like making it happen totally ruins it with like commercial ads or they fluff it up with like <laughs> a theme song or you know yeah. what i mean like oh yeah, yeah. Uh, always i can totally get see you know book your next trip to mars with us in yeah. 2027 <laughs> you know download yeah, the new app uh, you know yeah i don't yeah. know how we got into that but <laughs> no i i don't know either i was just thinking well, you maybe you're making me think you're talking about right. uh, Mars, and I was just thinking like that. Definitely, the first people that are gonna live there are gonna have to go through like some through real something. World, 
Yeah, they're not gonna just be chilling. It's not like oh, like that'll be the first. That'll be like the. (laughs) It'll be a season of Survivor, dude. Oh my god! (laughs) It'll just be the first people to live on Mars. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Well, hey man, um, it's been fun sitting and chatting with you about for sure movies and 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 you know content and stuff like that. Mm I, I, you know, I I want to keep keep you know uh trying to create stuff and collaborate on stuff that'd be you know it's uh it's fun yeah, to I'm, I'm to work with people that kind of have a similar like interest interest and vision on stuff mm-hmm. too uh i think it would be you know there's it's just cool to know people in the area that are they're trying to do the same for the sure same thing and so yeah uh I always like talking to people about, you know, the content that they're making, what they're looking at, how they're trying to stand out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was cool just getting to kind of know, kind of see, kind of hear about what you're up to working on. Well, I'm working people follow the stuff that you're talking about. Like you should, uh, you know, um, shout out your, your YouTube channel and, and your Instagram and stuff like that. First, I want to say thank you so much for like having me on. It, it's re- it is really nice to like have other people around that do creative things because it is very hard to find those people, especially like mm-hmm. especially people who are like actually currently doing stuff right now, not like oh I did this thing you know some time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm still kind of doing it maybe, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. If you want, go follow me on my Instagram at the real Mr. Jaime real spelled with two E's like a film reel um, and then on my Instagram there's my link tree you can follow me on my Snapchat my TikTok my Twitter my YouTube all under the same name at the real Mr. Jaime um, on my YouTube channel there's multiple playlists if you enjoy Pokemon or baseball cards uh, I have my vlog and I have my own podcast, uh, One Horse Town podcast, and of course the first and the fifteenth, which I share with uh, my co-host Anthony Barrera. Go check that out as well. And um, I think that's it. I think I just want to finish off by saying, like, uh, for my content creation next year in twenty twenty one, there's going to be like a lot of, like a lot more interesting stuff going on. Like this year was just like my learning year I was trying to like build my brand and so like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I was able to come on your podcast here Mike because it's uh, hopefully other people can check it out and they might find it something interesting that I have to put out but you know like ultimately what I want to do is like what we're all doing you know is like sharing information with each other that way we can all benefit yeah and, and make our life a little bit easier you know what I'm saying yeah no uh it's uh it's it's every every little tidbit of information that i've gotten from like another comic or somebody else making working on videos or doing a podcast anything that they've used or helped or uh, you know tips i've utilized and it's become you know something that it's like oh man that was a really helpful piece of information when you look back on it and like for them to just give that to you for no for nothing you know it's Mm. really there's so many people that uh, do that it's great and 
so yeah um yeah thank you for coming on man and go follow him on youtube uh i a while back the only ever the the only card game i ever really super got into was magic the gathering i was uh i uh I I had Pokemon cards, but I was never like hardcore into them. But Magic was the the fun one that I really. I never I got really into Magic, with. and Pokemon as a kid never messed around with. But I played a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, I see you. But blue eyes, white like, dragon, you know, you're out yeah, there. Yeah, you know why? It was because the show. The show it was. Show like, was pretty good. Uh, the show was, was super, pretty good. It was super dramatic, and I was right. Although it just yeah, that. it was really just. I never quite understood like shows about card games. They were the only ones that took the route of like, we're actually playing a card game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, we don't just uh, like with Pokemon, like they had the creatures in the little balls, right? Yeah. So they could throw yeah. them out and they could actually uh-huh. fight in front of you. Uh-huh. These dudes just had like these, you a, had like, like this, a, a sleeve, like a like sleeve a, on your forearm with uh-huh. a little thing and you'd sl- you slide take out your the cards card? in it. Yeah. Yeah, it really I think, just. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's so what made funny. it cool, man. It was just like, oh man, that's cool. Like I, when, cause so he's when playing you cards put, just like me. He's not. Yeah, he exactly. Real characters. exactly. I just need this forearm sleeve, and then I'm uh-huh. fucking Yu-Gi-Oh yep. master. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Accurate. That's a great thing to end on, dude. For real. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, dude. But seriously, this was yeah. fun. Yeah, seriously, thank you, man. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please make sure to like and subscribe on any platform you're on right now and head over to Instagram or Facebook. Give the page at I'm Getting There Pod a follow to continue to stay updated on this. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>